0: Good day, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, we are discussing collective narcissism or group narcissism, and this extends the concept of individual narcissism onto the social level of self. Now, it is a tendency to exaggerate the positive image and importance of a group the individual belongs to. This is the in-group. While the classic definition of narcissism focuses on the individual, collective narcissism asserts that one can have a similar excessively high opinion of a group and that a group can function as a narcissistic entity the collective narcissism is related to ethnocentrism however intra ethnocentrism's primary focus on um, self centeredness at an ethnic or cultural level, while collective narcissism is extended to any type of in group beyond just cultures and ethnicities. So, while ethnocentricism is an assertion of the in group supremacy, collective narcissism is a self defensive tendency to invest unfulfilled self entitlement into a belief about. In group's uniqueness and greatness. Thus, the in group is expected to become a vehicle of actualization of frustrated self entitlement. Now, when applied to a national group, collective narcissism is similar to nationalism, and that's a desire for national supremacy. However, the two constructs differ, not only because collective narcissism can refer uh, to groups other than the nation. Now, nationalists are Dominant and deny weakness they seek international supremacy collective narcissism is related to a sense of weakness and preoccupation with a lack of recognition for the in-group collective narcissism. But not nationalism is related to hypersensitivity to in group uh, or intergroup threat and retaliatory hostility. While nationalistic intergroup hostility is actively aggressive and openly dominant, collective narcissistic intergroup hostility is subjectively defensive. Collective narcissists protect the in group's image. Rather than assert the in group's dominance. However, these constructs are functionally distinct. They make different predictions for intergroup attitudes. They are related to different emotional profiles and different attitudes towards the self. And positive overlap between um, in group satisfaction and collective narcissism suppresses collective narcissistic intergroup hostility. So, In Sigmund Freud's 1922 study, Group Psychology and the Analysis of the Ego, he noted how every little canton looks down upon others with contempt as an instance of what would later be termed Freud's theory of collective narcissism. And Wilhelm Reich and Isaiah Berlin explored what the latter called the rise of modern national narcissism, the self-adoration of peoples. Group narcissism, is described in a 1973 book entitled The Anatomy of Human Destructiveness by psychologist Erich Fromm in the 1990s Pierre Bourdieu wrote of a sort of collective narcissism affecting intellectual groups inclining them to turn a complacent gaze on themselves noting how people's desire to see their own groups as better than other groups can lead To intergroup bias, Henry Tajfel approached the same phenomena in the 70s and 80s so as to create social identity theory, which argues that people's motivation to obtain positive self-esteem from their group memberships is one driving force behind in-group bias. The term collective narcissism was highlighted anew by researcher Agnieszka Golek de Zavala who created the collective narcissism scale and developed research on intergroup and political consequences of collective narcissism. And people who score high on the collective narcissist scale agree that their group's importance and worth are not sufficiently recognized by others. Their group deserves special treatment and they insist that their group must obtain special recognition and respect. The scale was modeled on the narcissistic personality inventory. However, collective and individual narcissism are modestly correlated. Only collective narcissism predicts intergroup behaviors and attitudes. Collective narcissism is related to vulnerable narcissism. This is individual narcissism manifesting as distrustful and neurotic uh, rather than grandiose narcissism. And this is individual narcissism manifesting as exceedingly self-aggrandizing and to low self-esteem. So this is Uh, where the relation is and this is in line with the theorizing of Theodor Adorno who proposed that collective narcissism motivated support for the Nazi politics in Germany and was uh, was a response to undermine sense of self-worth. Now collective narcissism is characterized by the members of a group holding an inflated view of their in-group which requires external validation. Collective narcissism can be exhibited by an individual on behalf of any social group or by a group as a whole. Now, research participants found that they could apply statements of the collective narcissism scale to various groups, national, ethnic, religious, ideological, political students of the same university, fans of the same football team, professional groups and organizations. Collectively, narcissistic groups require external validation, just as individual narcissists do. Organizations and groups who exhibit this behavior typically try to protect their identity through rewarding group building behavior. This is a positive reinforcement. Collective narcissism predicts retaliatory hostility to past, present... Actual and imagined offenses to the in-group and negative attitudes towards groups perceived as threatening. It predicts constant, feeling, constant uh, feelings of being threatened in intergroup situations that require a stretch of imagination to be perceived as insulting or threatening. For example, in Turkey collective narcissists felt humiliated by the Turkish weight to be admitted to the European Union. After a transgression as petty as a joke made by a Polish celebrity about the country's government, Polish collective narcissists threatened physical punishment and openly rejoiced in the misfortunes of their offender. Collective narcissism predicts conspiracy thinking and secretive malevolent actions of outgroups. Now, there are several connections and intricate relationships between collective and individual narcissism or between individual narcissism stemming from group identities or activities no single relationship between groups and individuals however is conclusive or universally applicable in some cases collective narcissism is an individual's idealization of the in-group to which it belongs while in another the idealization of the group takes place at a more group level rather than an installation within each individual member of the group in some cases one might project the idealization of himself onto his group while in other cases the development of individual narcissism might stem from being associated with a prestigious or accomplished or extraordinary group an example of the first case listed is that of national identity one might feel a great sense of love and respect of for one's nation flag people city or governmental systems as a result of a collectively narcissistic perspective it must be remembered that these feelings are not explicitly the result of collective narcissism and that collective narcissism is not explicitly the cause of patriotism or any other group identifying expression however Glorification of one's group, such as a nation or race, can be seen in some cases as a manifestation of collective narcissism in the case where the idealization of self is projected onto one's group group level narcissism tends to be less binding than in other cases typically in this situation the individual already individually narcissistic uses a group to enhance his own self-perceived quality and by identifying positively with a group and actively building it up the narcissist is enhancing simultaneously both his own self-worth and his group's worth however because the link tends to be weaker individual narcissists seeking to raise themselves up through a group will typically dissociate themselves from a group they feel is damaging to their image or is not improving proportionately to the amount of support they are investing in the group. Involvement in one's group has also been shown to be a factor in the level of collective narcissism exhibited by members of a group typically a more involved member of a group is more likely to exhibit a higher opinion of the group this results from an increased affinity for the group as one becomes more involved as well as a sense of investment or contribution to the success of the group Also, another perspective asserts that individual narcissism is related to collective narcissism exhibited by individual group members. So personal narcissists seeing their group as a defining extension of themselves will defend their group and collective narcissism more avidly than a non-narcissist to preserve their own perceived social standing along with their groups. In this vein, a problem is presented for a While an individual narcissism will be heroic in defending his or her in-group during intergroup conflict, he or she may be a larger burden on the in-group or intergroup situations by demanding admiration and exhibiting more selfish behavior on the intergroup level. And this is the individual narcissism. Conversely, another relationship between collective narcissism and the individual can be established with individuals who have a low or damaged ego investing their image in the well-being of their group, which bears strong resemblance to the ideal hungry followers in the charismatic leader-follower relationships. As discussed, these ego-damaged group investors seek solace in belonging to a group. However, a charismatic, strong leader is not always requisite for someone weak uh, to feel strength by building up a narcissistic opinion of their own group. So... Another subconcept encompassed by collective narcissism is that of the charismatic leader follower relationship theorized by political psychologist Gerald Post. Now Post takes the view that collective narcissism is exhibited as a collection of individual narcissists and discusses how this type of relationship emerges when a narcissistic charismatic leader appeals to narcissistic ideal hungry followers. An important characteristic of the leader-follower uh, relationship are the manifestations of narcissism by both the leader and follower of a group. Within this relationship, there are two categories of narcissists, the mirror-hungry narcissist and the ideal-hungry narcissist, the leader and the followers, respectively. So the mirror-hungry personality typically seeks a continuous flow of admiration and respect from his followers. Conversely, the ideal-hungry narcissist takes comfort in the charisma and confidence of the mirror-hungry leader. The relationship is somewhat symbiotic for while the followers provide the continuous admiration needed by the mirror-hungry leader. The leader's charisma provides the followers with a sense of security and purpose that their ideal hungry narcissism seeks. Fundamentally, both the leader and the followers exhibit strong collectively narcissistic sentiments. Both parties are seeking greater justification and reason to love their groups as much as possible. Perhaps the most significant examples of this phenomena would be that of Nazi. Germany. Adolf Hitler's charisma and polarizing speeches satisfied the German people's hunger for a strong leader. Hitler's speeches were characterized by their emphasis on strength referring to Germany and weakness referring to the Jewish people. Some have even described Hitler's speeches as hypnotic, even to non-German speakers, and his rallies as watching hypnosis on a large scale. Hitler's charisma convinced the German people to believe that they were not weak, that by destroying the perceived weakness from among them, the Jews, they they would be enhancing their own strength, satisfying their ideal hungry desire for strength, and pleasing their mirror-hungry charismatic leader. Now, collective narcissism has been shown to be a factor in intergroup aggression and bias. Primary components of collective narcissistic intergroup relations involve aggression against outgroups uh, with which collective narcissistic um, or narcissistic people perceive as threatening. So collective narcissism helps to explain unreasonable manifestations of retaliation between groups A, and B. So, not a, a narcissistic group is more sensitive to perceived criticism exhibited by outgroups, and is therefore more likely to retaliate. Collective narcissism is also related to negativity between groups who share a history of distressing experiences. The members of a narcissistic in-group are likely to assume threats or negativity toward their in-group, while threats or negativity were not necessarily implied or exhibited it is thought that this heightened sensitivity to negative feelings toward the in-group is a result of underlying doubts about the greatness of the in-group held by the members themselves are similar to other elements of collective narcissism intergroup aggression related to collective narcissism draws parallels with its individually narcissistic counterparts an individual narcissist might react aggressively in the presence of humiliation irritation or anything threatening to his self-image Likewise, a collective narcissist or a collectively narcissistic group might react aggressively when the image of the group is in jeopardy or when the group is collectively humiliated or perceived to be humiliated. A study conducted among six to nine year olds by Judith Griffiths indicated that in groups and out groups among these children functioned relatively identical to other known collectively narcissistic groups in terms of intergroup aggression. The study noted that children generally had a significant higher opinion of their in-group than of surrounding out-groups and that such in-groups indirectly or directly exhibited aggression on surrounding out-groups. Collective narcissism and ethnocentrism are closely related. They can be positively correlated and often shown to be coexistent, but they are independent in that either can exist without the presence of the other. In a study conducted by uh, Boris Bizumik, some ethnocentrism was shown to be an expression of group level narcissism it was noted however that not all manifestations of ethnocentrism are narcissistically based and conversely not all cases of group level narcissism are by any means ethnocentric it is suggested that ethnocentrism when pertaining to discrimination or aggression based on the self-love of one's group or in other words based on exclusion from one's self-perceived superior group is an expression of collective narcissism. In this sense it might be said that the collective and group narcissism overlap with ethnocentrism depending on given definitions and the breadth of their acceptance. In general, collective narcissism is most strongly manifested in groups that are self-relevant, like religions, nationality, or ethnicity. Uh, As discussed earlier, phenomena such as national identity, nationality, and Nazi Germany, ethnicity and nationality, are manifestations of collective narcissism among groups that critically define the people who belong to them. In addition to this, collective narcissism that may already exist among a group is likely to be exacerbated during conflict and aggression and in terms of cultural effects. Cultures that place an emphasis on the individual are apparently more likely to see manifestations of perceived individual greatness perceived onto social in-groups existing within that culture. Also, And finally, narcissistic groups are not restricted to any one homogenous composition of collective or individually collective or individual narcissists. A quote from Hitler um, almost ideally sums the actual nature of collective narcissism as it is realistically manifested and might be found reminiscent of almost every idea presented here. My group is better and more important than other groups, but still is not worthy of me.